Hey, Wendy. Hey, Tina. Good to see you again, as always. Good to see you, my friend. We had a great chat a while back with your friend, Lori. That was really good. We did. She's amazing. Yeah, she's super fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're enjoying the podcast experience so far? I am. I am. This is such I heard so you're, you're becoming famous now. Well, I did get a text from one friend. <laughs> so I know I have one friend who has listened to this. So, hey, I'm feeling great about that. Yes, yeah. I also have had one friend <laughs> say... I listened and it was great. Like, and that's why we're friends. Exactly. Exactly. That's right. It's okay. We'll take the affirmation. I, I will take it. Just a little help. I will take We're on a learning curve. So that's right. Well, hey, we are super excited to talk today. Um, I know, Wendy, you are super busy most of the time. You're very accomplished in a lot of ways. Education is your hobby. It is. Um, which is a time thief, Mm -hmm. but also a blessing. Um, But today we're going to talk a little bit about, well, they used to say like, you can have it all. Mm. Can you have it all? What does that mean? What is the cost Mm -hmm. of trying to have it all? How much can you have? I mean, the questions are so many. Yes. So I thought it would be good um, because people are still getting to know us a little bit. So why don't we start? Let's just kind of talk about like your life. Like how busy are you? What do you have going on? Yeah. So my life um, right now, the different hats or roles, um, hats that I wear. Um, So I am a wife to my husband of over 20 years, Lauren. Loving you, Lauren. Little shout out for Lauren there. Great husband. Um, I have three kids. They are 19, almost 17, and 15, two boys and a girl. So parent. And then um, I have two, my parents live in town, and they have actually experienced some health issues. And so they moved in with us about three and a half years ago. Um, but then my mom had a car accident last fall. And so been lots of transitions as far as helping them get settled in assisted living, um, because my dad has Alzheimer's. And so, um, he is in a memory care unit. Um, and then my mom is in an independent living apartment in the same facility. And so they get to be together, um, but don't live, um, together in one place anymore. So, um, so just, that just brings to mind, like, even just at some point talking about stages of life when the phases. Yeah, absolutely. We'll put that on the list for our future. For sure. Yeah. Um, So just, you know, um, helping them um, with finances and different decision making and those types of things. Obviously, when they lived with us, um, we were more involved in the day to day. But um, so, yeah, but just helping, helping them still. And then my um, husband's parents live in Fort Wayne. And so they are independent living. And so we go and visit them. But um, help them out as needed. And then other roles. So I'm also an adult discipleship pastor at Grace Fisher's church. And so that is a full-time job or more because everybody knows that ministry is not a job. It is a lifestyle. And so that's, you know, you're kind of doing that when the regular hours and then outside of regular hours when things are needed, because life just happens and you want to be there to come alongside people. So that is my full-time role. Um, and then um, kind of on the side, I do life coaching. I uh, did counseling for over 20 years and it recently transitioned to life coaching the last few years and have been doing that. Um, and I'm trying to think what else. Oh, and then I'm, I'm going to be starting back as a supervisor for master's level counseling students here in the next few weeks. 
um, at East 91st Street Christian Church Counseling Center. So I helped get that launched and started over there. So that has a um, warm place in my heart as far as that organization and that uh, counseling center. So I'm going to be helping hopefully train the next generation of Christian counselors. And so, yeah. That's a few, a few amazing. Things going on. Although I feel like I need another cup of coffee after listening <laughs> to you. I feel like um, I need another cup of coffee and to rethink <laughs> everything I just said. Coffee, please. Um, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. Okay. Those are all the things That's that a lot I can of think things. of. That's a lot yeah. of things. Yeah. Well, so for me, um, I'm a full-time associate pastor at Life Church, uh, overseeing the next-gen ministries for our four in-person campuses. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's right. We just added a new one in Pendleton, so. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Those are my stomping grounds. Oh, really? Yeah, that's right. Fortville, Pendleton. I knew that. That's right. You'll have to come say hi. Uh, Yeah, so we've got a campus in Fishers, Noblesville, down in Eagle Creek, Indianapolis area in Pendleton, and then we have an online campus, so technically five. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, you know, as an associate, it's sort of all things as deemed necessary and next gen, so um there's just a lot of day-to-day stuff. So I traveled to the four campuses working with the next-gen pastors, organizing things from a central. Yeah. It's very busy. Yeah. Uh, my favorite things are, although I love that, my call to ministry is fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a wife to mm-hmm. Troy Pavey, who is super busy himself, working full-time at Indiana Wesleyan and pursuing his doctorate right now. So when I see him, it's very fun. (laughs) Um, But we are in an interesting stage of life where my daughter is recently married. She got married last July. We have our first grandchild coming. I know. I'm like, Woo-hoo. And wow, I'm really old enough <laughs> to be a grandma. I'm like processing all the things. You're a young grandma. I know. Yeah. I'm like, maybe I should just pay ahead for my hair appointment. Yes. Like, yes. Get the great cover. Let's like, just have a standing thing. Standing appointment. Yeah. Um, but that's super exciting. So I cannot wait for my grandson to be born. Um, and then my son is graduating from high school mm-hmm. and heading to college so just in the next few months, we have baby showers and open house yeah. and graduation and then a baby born and then we're moving someone into college. Yeah. So that's like the next four months of my life. Wow. Um, yeah, our family, uh, extended family are all kind of far. So my mom's up in Northwest Indiana and ironically, Troy's mom is in Southern Indiana. Mm. So seeing them is a little tricky to get in both places, but um I'm trying to think. I also do, I, yeah, I do life coaching Mm -hmm. in addition. It's kind of, uh, sort of merged and twisted with my ministry. I do a lot of it with young adults here at our church. Um, but you know, it's, it's an added thing because the, the life coaching isn't just sitting with that person for that hour. Mm -hmm. It's okay. What resources do you need that I can send you and taking notes on what was said. So yeah, so it's, it's a lot, but it's fun. Yeah, absolutely. And then we live on four acres. That you do too. Yes. Have acreage yeah. with trees, which is a whole nother job. Yes. Our trees that are falling down that have died. and Honestly. Ugh. Do you have ash trees? Yes. Oh my goodness. A mess. Every time the wind's over like 15 miles an hour, I'm yep. praying. Another one's coming down. We just wait <laughs> yeah, for it to happen. We yeah. try. It's a game. Which yeah. one do you think is going to Yeah. Let's <laughs> tag that one. I think it's that one. Let's place a bet. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I, yeah, I should at some point put out an ad for free firewood. Like yes. it's crazy. Thank you. But, your house and my house. Yeah. And so all of that with, you know, wife and then mom and it, what that doesn't speak, what we didn't speak to specifically is the house and yeah. food yes. and <laughs> clothing and, and cleaning things and, yeah. you know, regular the life. domestic bliss <laughs> of everyday life. Domestic bliss. That's right. That's right. That's Thanks. what it is. That's a good spin. That's mm-hmm. good. Reframing. Domestic. I learned that. <laughs> Reframing. Reframing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Domestic bliss. That's what it is. All right. I'm going to send you an email with a bunch of things I need you to reframe okay. for me. <laughs> I can work on that for next time for sure. So, um, you know, one of the questions I had, it, it was interesting. We were just talking before we came on about just work life mm-hmm. um, and what the stats might've been about 2017, 2018 versus now it's like the average work week for, you know, full-time Americans. And Mm -hmm. I had a hard time nailing down a stat I was comfortable with that I felt like, Oh, that's reliable. Mm -hmm. Um, but it does look like there maybe has been a downward trend even before COVID, Mm -hmm. uh, 2014 stats were higher. Like, I don't know, it, it was over 40, approaching mm-hmm. 50 miles, or 50 miles an hour. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Focus, Tina. <laughs> Hours per week. Um, so I don't know, just what do you think about America and where we are now? And the question, can you have it all? And what mm-hmm. what's happening? Mm-hmm. Well, as we were, were talking about before we came on, I think one thing, especially over the last two years um, with COVID in particular, is people have had the opportunity to reprioritize things, right? We've had this gap of time where um, you've had enough time away from maybe the normal things that you were busy with to reevaluate, is this important to me anymore? Is this something that I actually want to do anymore? And so I've talked to people that have different approaches to this. Some are coming out of COVID or this two years and they have really reprioritized and they have really nailed down what their values are and they have picked a handful of things and they're kind of sticking with it and have very firm boundaries around it and saying, I'm not going to, I'm not going to get back into the rat race. Other people are kind of approaching it as I've lost two years of my life (laughs) and I'm going to race to get it back and work harder and longer and re-engage. And I have a lot of time to make up for, right? And so, um, so yeah, I, I think people are, I hear people who have anxiety as far as, again, wanting to keep, even if they've established the boundaries uh, about what they prioritize is important, but they feel the pressure of culture saying, okay, you get, have to get back to the pace that you were at prior to all of that happening. And so they have anxiety about the question of just because I can doesn't mean I should, mm, right? Just right. because you can doesn't mean you should do it again. Um, because the reasons maybe you made the decisions to have the life you had before weren't that great. And now that you've had a time to pause, maybe that's different. And now it's actually putting into place the boundaries to keep those priorities um, in check. So, yeah, yeah, I think that's good. And I think there's like, uh, as we're readjusting, mm-hmm. you know, we've got with our current administration, we have a bunch of stuff that has complicated life in addition to COVID uh, inflation and mm-hmm. we won't go on that soapbox. But um, 
I do think there's some trends too that are kind of extreme. Like one is, well, I don't really have to work. And mm. so I'm going to allow the government to help mm. me and, and not put forth effort. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just made a note. One of the things I want to bring up is the PERMA model and that when you're not operating in meaning and purpose, mm. that you're actually not going to be happy. Like, right. Work God wired to a work. gift to us from God. <laughs> I mean, when you think about the Garden of Eden, yeah, um, God didn't. I mean, He didn't necessarily have to have Adam work. You know, I mean, but Adam had a job. Yeah. You have to name everything. I want you to know everything and give it a name. Like mm-hmm. from the beginning, work was a blessing to yes. us. It's a gift to us. Yes. Um. So I think the extreme of well, since I don't have to necessarily to survive, I'm not going to so that's Mm -hmm. one extreme not in the right direction the other extreme is all right we're back let's get back to where we were and it's like whoa I just want to hit this huge pause button and like y'all remember right like do you remember the dinner table do you remember the things that were good not that COVID was good I'm you know that's awful but the 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 shutdown the shutdown wasn't good either the economic like it's so complicated but Having everyone at home, yeah. Having dinner at the table, being with your core people mm-hmm. for extended periods That's of time okay. was good. Mm-hmm. It was just good. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, I, I, when I think about having it all, or you know, that original question that you had um, as far as work life balance, um, how people are kind of approaching that now. I think one of the things that I know in my own life, I'll just speak to my own experience that my husband and I really have tried to do is really look at defined seasons of our life to say, what is the priority during that season? And can we then live a life that reflects those values and that priority? And a lot of times that does rub up against what culture says or um, when we say our best, yes, you know, that, that obviously means a no to something or someone else. And that isn't accepted. Right. <laughs> Sometimes right. with joy or <laughs> understanding. Um, but yeah, I think that that, that is something that, um, people have either again, developed a skill in as far as setting those boundaries, seeing those priorities, or again, like you said, maybe just kind of putting it all to the side and going, yeah, I'm, I don't know that I'm going to do anything with any of that or maybe not work at all. Or Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I think that a trend in the church that's been good, I, I don't think it had to do with COVID necessarily, but I have seen a lot of things coming out. Uh, Peter Scazzaro wrote his book, mm-hmm. um, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. Yep. And, and I think um, one of the, the things that, especially for people who work in the church or who find great meaning and, and volunteering for the church or whatever, is that emotionally healthy spirituality. And in particular, he brings back the idea of Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Um, the Sabbath, you know, is that day of rest God created in six days on the seventh day he rested and scripture tells us he gave the Sabbath to man. Um, and and what I've, I remember, uh, walking with my grandma once and, um, we walked past her friend's house and her washing machine was in the garage. And I remember her yelling at her and say, don't you know it's a sin to do wash on the Sabbath <laughs> right. on Sunday? And I was right. like, it is? Like, that's yeah. the best rule ever. Right. <laughs> I'm like, I, love I am this. so in. <laughs> right. Um, but 
you know, I think it is something that is easily forsaken in the American lifestyle and in the American church Mm -hmm. um, because you always have ministry. Yes. It is ongoing. Jesus himself said, you will always have the poor among you. Yes. Um, not that, you know, we don't work hard and, mm-hmm. and you know, work ty- tirelessly sometimes at, right. at those efforts. But um, can you answer a little bit about, like, Sabbath? What? Because God gave that to us as a gift. It, mm-hmm. it was a gift to us, not meant to be... Um, here's all the rules for this one day a week. Right. Uh, there were rules to it for the Israelites, especially like there were specific things um, to help because they needed governance right. as a people. Right. Um, but how, how does Sabbath, why is that a gift from God? How can that benefit each of us? Mm-hmm. Well, again, as opposed to the idea, obviously there were rules, but what I think of when you were talking about that is just the freedom that's given with that idea. It's like freedom to relax, freedom to rest, freedom to listen really well and hear God speak to you, especially if the rest of the week is nuts. And so um, him instructing us and having times of quiet and rest, especially times where we could utilize that to connect with him um, in deeper relationship again, connecting with the being that created you, the God that created you, it's like to understand how to live your life. If you think of it that way, why would you want to go another week without having that time of quiet and connection with God who created you, who knows your blueprint and knows the best way to instruct you and guide you in your life? Right. Yeah, yeah. that's really good. And I love too that, um, I'm going to refer back to Peter Scazzaro just because it was such a good teaching on it. Um, the idea that, you know, sometimes I think we misunderstand what a Sabbath is supposed to look like Mm. and we imagine, am I supposed to be home all day, just with my Bible open, you know, just singing worship all day long. (laughs) Not that we don't love those things, but you know, people even paint heaven that way that we're just standing and worshiping, playing a harp. I'm like, I think God is so much fun. Yeah. Um, and so he kind of talks about it like, you know, hey, if gardening is your peaceful, mm-hmm. if that's yes. a peaceful thing for you, like for me, like we were talking about the trees earlier, yeah. the ash trees falling. I love working out there. I yeah. love, you know, until my body's like, yeah, you're done. <laughs> that's, who it's do you think over. you are, Tina? Like, stop. Yes. But, um, but you know, I think it can, it's just, it's that rejuvenation, mm-hmm. that time where, you know, when we're moving logs, I mean, mm-hmm. it still can be perceived as work, mm-hmm. but I usually have worship music on yeah. or a sermon and, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it is time with God that I'm feeling refreshed at the end. And I think exactly. that's the goal, right? Yes. Is like yes. a disconnect from the norm. Yes. Where you can quiet and focus your mind. Yes. On again, hearing his voice, you know, sometimes people at being a pastor and you probably had this question too asked of you is people are like, Wendy, I'm I'm just not hearing the voice of God. And I'm like, stop talking. Oh yes. (laughs) And stop listening to the other voices. You know, it's like, have you, I mean, have you tried what probably is the very first step and they kind of look at me like, well, that's a no brainer. It's like, well, (laughs) like keep a journal of that. How many times during the week do you literally quiet your mind and literally Mm -hmm. invite God into a conversation and don't get distracted with the shiny thing or whatever is going on? It's like, 
that's when you're going to connect and hear from him. And yeah. he wants you to have that gift because yeah. he knows how valuable it is. Yeah. And the principle of God is always, um, the return on investment for lack of a better word mm-hmm. is always so much better in God's wow. economy. Absolutely. So when we give him that time and we rest, mm-hmm. the point of it is he rejuvenates us and equips us for what's coming yes. because what's coming yes. after Sabbath is another yeah. busy week. Yeah. Is another week full of demands and calendars and schedules and jobs and unexpected meetings and all yes. of those things. And so it is his way of saying, look, I see what's coming for you. Just yeah. relax for a minute and let me, it's almost like, like, let me pour into you. Let yeah. me refresh you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, again, he's, he's handing us it on a silver platter <laughs> and some, in some ways we say, I don't have time for that. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I don't have time. <laughs> to hear from the source that can give me exactly what I need to guide me through the rest of my week. And so, isn't that the human condition? Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's control. where we are with sin. Control. Like, I gotta be in control. I'm fine. I'll, yeah. fi- I'll just fix this. I'll figure it out. And God will join me. You know, <laughs> he'll join me in my running down the road with all the stuff I have to do. I'm sure he'll join me. And when I yell out for help, he's going to help me. And that's, that's one of the comical things that I think about when I, I am seeking God's guidance and then I maybe skip, you know, that quiet time that I need to be spending. And then I literally, it's like, you know, how ridiculous, how ridiculous that I'm keep saying, help me Lord. And I don't make that space for him to actually do it and speak to me in the way that he needs to. It's like, wow, that's, I'm missing it. Right. And I think, so I think one complication that I've seen uh, that people ask about is like, so that the church asks me to serve. Sunday ah, is yes. my Sabbath yeah. and I'm being asked to serve in nursery or yeah. I'm on the worship team or whatever. So how does serving fit into, if Sunday's your Sabbath, like, so my family, Sunday is usually a work day for mm-hmm. you too. Right. So right. Uh, Friday's my prep day mm-hmm. where I'm usually grocery shopping, cleaning the yep. house. And yep. then Saturday is the Sabbath. That is same for me. That's the plan. Yeah. Right. So, so it's a good idea. <laughs> it's a great idea. And I think kind of the point in this conversation, I know we didn't really plan on going towards Sabbath. It's yeah. just kind of the, this is how it's going. It's kind of the opposite of trying to have it all, all the right. time, like the rat right. race versus God's plan. Right. Um, but I, you know, I'm just, I would like to talk about that a little bit. Like, well, but my church says they need me and they need me and kids. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as a kids pastor, it's like, yes, yeah, I do. I mean, <laughs> we got to put these two-year-olds somewhere <laughs> and I'm one They're not going to run this classroom themselves. No, this would be bad. So talk to just the average family church attender, how, you know, what's a great way to approach Sabbath and mm-hmm. serve in yeah. your local church? Yeah. One of the things that I recommend, and I've done this with my own family, myself, coaching clients, counseling clients, and it seems super simple, but it's very revealing is for people to do a time log of their week. (laughs) Like really, it's almost like doing like the audit of your checkbook when you go, where's all my money going? You know, where's all my time going? And it seems super simple, but I think sometimes just like we don't know maybe where all our money goes, we honestly don't know where our time goes because it gets nickel and dimed. You know, you do this little thing here, you're distracted here, you, your phone is buzzing every five seconds. So you're looking at that, you're on social media, whatever it is. 
um, yeah, you're distracted. And so really logging that and really tracking that I think could be very revealing and then spending some time with God regarding your time because God is a multiplying God, right? And I don't mean like weird, like he's going to make more hours in the day. I understand. I have actually prayed that. I've prayed it, but it hasn't happened. I I actually, my, my specific, I ask him to stretch them out. Yes. Like God, can you take the normal 60 seconds and make that worth 90 for the next couple hours well, and it'll he, he can <laughs> he can change the impact but really yeah. joking aside he can it's That's like right. <laughs> can you make the the impact of this time that I have even more than what I ever could do in my humanness and he absolutely can do that so yeah right. I think so I think just awareness of of how you're spending it because I think that when people do that exercise and they do talk to God about it. God will make a way again, not to be corny, where there is no way. You know, the song. It's like He He will. And so, if you are truly seeking to have that extra time and say, "I just don't feel like I have it. I'm not seeing it," tracking it because I think we partner with God in that. We do have responsibility for our own choices. He gives us free will, mm-hmm. but then we talk with Him about it and say, "I'm really I'm." I'm at a pinch point. I can't figure this out. I can't move forward with this, but I know that I want to serve. I know that I want to do these things. Help me find a way to do that. And I believe you will. I think too, our mindset in serving is a big part of it. Oh, sure. You know, um, so I'm, one thing I want to talk about is when you're choosing the activities, you're choosing Mm -hmm. how to spend your time is that PERMA that um, Martin Seligman, um, I think sort of, pioneered that idea and it's sort of this like formula for happiness so as you're choosing your activities Mm -hmm. they're saying that you know to obtain what we would say happiness in life I mean we've talked a little bit I think about the difference between joy and happiness that's a whole nother conversation sure but that having positive emotions engagement so you are engaged in community you're engaged in doing things that matter um, having relationships with people, having that community, mm-hmm. meaning, doing things that are meaningful, that are mm-hmm. impactful, and then achievement. Mm-hmm. You know, what are you seeing? What are mm-hmm. you putting your hands to that is some result at the end, yeah. right? Yeah. And I think sometimes some of that ties into are you serving out of obligation and mm-hmm. duty, out of a, a command, a rule, mm-hmm. right, which is law, mm-hmm. Or do you willingly say, Lord, I'm your servant. I am here. I will all things as deemed necessary unto you right. with joy Yeah, and serving the church with that mindset. Mm-hmm. And um, the energy that's attached to that, isn't that so different? So different. <laughs> one fills up and one drains just by the way in which you approach it or your attitude or the way that you see it. Even if you like paid attention to like the things that come out of your mouth, but when you're getting ready to do something, right. if it's like, oh, <laughs> then chances are <laughs> you might want to switch your mindset. Like how, yeah. you know, talk to the Lord for a second about your mindset, about what you're doing. Yeah. Not that we enjoy every job put before us, but like, wow, I get to be a part of God's mm-hmm. kingdom. Mm-hmm. I get to serve this little one mm-hmm. because God sees them. God knows that their little name mm-hmm. and put me here to be a part of their journey. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's really good stuff. Yeah. I mean, I don't take credit for it. I mean, I said <laughs> it, but that's <laughs> not. It is really good stuff. It's today Jesus. you said it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I feel like there's so much more we could go into in this. Um, but I think, you know, we've hit 
some important things, which is the mm-hmm. extreme of just go, 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 go. And I think we saw a lot of that in the 90s, early 2000s, like have mm-hmm. it all, you right. know, be the working mom. And <clears throat> COVID really was a gift to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, not COVID. Right. Strike that. We'll do that. Yeah. Not COVID. Right. <clears throat> but the time. The time that it allowed us that we weren't expecting to use. And going back just to the Sabbath idea, I think when we we go back to the idea of having it all, you know, obviously people define that differently. But if you are working out of a place of rest and Sabbath, then God is going to be the one orchestrating, you know, and guiding. And then you are having it all, right? right. Based on what he wants, because that's the real all. <laughs> right. Is his plan for your life, not your agenda, not your list, not your to-dos. Those are practical. Those need to be done. But if we don't do first things first, if we put the cart before the horse, then we're not going to have it all because we're going to be working under human drive and right. priority as opposed to sitting with the father and saying, what do you want from me this week? And whose path do you want me to cross? And um, again, how can I engage the story that you're writing for me that only I can do? Yeah, that's good. I think I want to suggest to our listeners, um, just as a resource, mm-hmm. um, emotionallyhealthy.org, Peter yeah. Scazzaro's book, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. He's got a couple great devotionals that are mm-hmm. day by day, um, where he encourages twice a day, you just mm-hmm. kind of sit in silence for like two minutes and then go through this devotional process. But there is some great stuff for free on his website. Those mm-hmm. books are amazing. So I think if you're out there and you're like, okay, this whole idea of Sabbath is brand new. How do right. I begin? I think that's a great place to start mm-hmm. and start small. Yeah. <laughs> just one step. And when, you know, like tomorrow Sabbath, I'll be gone all day at a church thing. And mm. you know, that happens. There sure. are times where you, you know, you try to grab Sabbath moments when you can, but mm-hmm. it's a, it's a gift to us. It's yes. not a, you know, there's no condemnation right. on those times where you can't and just do your best to get there. Cause Absolutely. what a gift it is. Absolutely. Hey, Wendy, this was fun. It was fun. This was good. Yeah. I especially liked it because, you know, it felt restful. Just honestly, like, so Wendy and I have known each other for a few years. And one of my favorite things is when we do make time to have coffee together on our day off, it's like, oh, it's just like pouring it. (laughs) Yes. It's so, so good. So hopefully you have that someone in your life that you can just sit and chill, have a nice cup of coffee with. Uh, But we just encourage you to spend some time with the Lord this weekend. Absolutely. All right. Well, hey, everyone. It's been a great time having you here with us on the Shooting Straight podcast. I'm Tina. And I'm Wendy. And we love truth. Even when it hurts. Yes.